Welcome, welcome to Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker, and I will be joined momentarily by Aaron. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us. Um, hopefully, we're working on some of the audio problems. Hopefully, you hear me well and hear me loud and clear, and when Aaron joins us, that will continue. Um, uh, so, anyhow, that's uh, neither here nor there. Hopefully, you can hear me. So, uh, stuff going on in the world. Qualcomm has uh, announced the new Snapdragon 888, which is their 2021 Android processor. It's uh, supposed to have about 25% better processing speed or better performance than the previous one. So, this is Android's um, uh, attempt to, uh, or Qualcomm's attempt to keep up with Apple in terms of creating uh, speedy processors. It'll be replacing the Snapdragon 865, which is the uh, uh, chip that's in the top-end um, Android phones right now. And so you'll see the 888 phone debuting in the uh, Xiaomi uh, 11 series, and then later in the LG One Plus, and then uh, there'll be some more down the road. Um, Interestingly enough, Samsung has not directly confirmed to be using the chip yet for their subsequent um, uh, subsequent phones. So we may be getting an exciting announcement from them at some point. This might be them tipping their hat that they're going to switching to using their in-house uh, Exynos chips. We'll see how that plays out, uh, but I know that they are... Uh, endeavoring to to make sure that their their phones are able to keep up with and 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 have uh, significant power op, uh, advantages over the competition, uh, and the way to do that is to build your own rather than using a part from the bin that everybody else is using, created and designed by um, uh, Qualcomm. So interesting stuff happening in the chip world for people who are techie and care about that stuff. Um, for you and me, it just means our phones will work smoother and better, and they'll add functionality to it that'll be more and more complex to make them work less smooth and better, and then they'll get better chips to make them work smoother and better again. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a push and pull. The, the guys who make the hardware make a faster chip, and then the guys who make the software make more complex software. So uh, we'll see how it all plays out. In the NBA, there was a huge trade yesterday. Russell Westbrook of the... Uh, um, uh, from Houston is being traded for John Wall from the Washington Wizards. And so um, the Rockets, the Houston Rockets, have, have sent one of their two big stars away to get John Wall. And uh, it's an interesting trade because uh, Russell Westbrook is a former MVP and he has averaged a double double in uh, triple triple, which is a, uh, a double triple. Triple double? Triple double. Anyway, he he, he averaged uh, double digit points, rebounds, and assists for uh, uh, I think two or three seasons. And John Wall, while a a phenomenal player, hasn't played for two years because of injuries and has never reached those highs. So he's never been a league MVP, which which Russell Westbrook has. So we'll see how that plays out for them. They think maybe that John Wall is going to be a better fit for the uh, uh, better fit for them in in Houston, um, on the face of it, it looks like Washington got the better of this deal. But, I mean, time will tell, I guess. 
so we'll see how that all plays out the um stuff's going on there um you know that everybody's trying to shuffle around to say well how do we deal with the lakers and speaking of the lakers yesterday lebron signed a two-year 85 million dollar extension to his contract and uh or the day before yesterday and then yesterday late the lakers look like uh, have reportedly signed a five-year 190 million dollar contract with anthony davis so they'll have the two superstars locked in for the next three years because they already had him for next year they had uh, uh lebron for next year they've added a two-year extension onto that and then davis is signed a five-year so they've got at least three years of playing together so uh we'll see how that sets up uh, uh, another Lakers dynasty and whether the two of them are able to continue it on. You know, LeBron is slowly creeping up on age 40, so we'll see how able, how, how well he's able to play at that age. Thus far, I would say he's probably um, been the most dominant player, uh, you know, as he ages, other than possibly Kareem. Kareem was... Um, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was phenomenal as he moved forward in, in age. I mean, he played 20 years, but, uh, um, you know, if, if LeBron manages to stay at the same sort of pace he's been at, he should pass Kareem as the most prolific scorer, the number one scorer in the history of the NBA in about two years. So we'll see if, if that actually happens. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, if they can stay healthy, then the Lakers might have uh, some really good runs. Um, they're certainly going to have to put some young legs around LeBron because he's going to have to uh, to monitor how he moves forward. But, you know, the man takes care of himself physically. And uh, and this year, if, if, if he did anything, I think he showed people that uh, don't underestimate the old man, air quotes, old man, you know, because he's not quite 30. I mean, or not quite 40, rather. So, uh significantly younger than me um also had a passing yesterday rafer johnson the 1960 olympic decathlon champion and the lighter of the 1984 olympic torch here in los angeles passed away he was 86 uh aaron's here to join us let's uh I was just talking about some other sports ball things. The Lakers locked in their two superstars with longer-term contracts. And yesterday, Rafer Johnson, the 1960 Olympic decathlon champion and the man who lit the torch for the 84 Olympics here in Los Angeles, passed away. He was 86. Wow. So, um, yeah, phenomenal athlete. And he was he won the uh, Olympic decathlon in 1960 in Rome um, and was kind of a L.A. sports icon. So... Um, you know, uh, my condolences to his family and those that uh, that knew him. Uh, he was uh, an impressive, impressive man. So, think about the places where the the Olympics have been. Rome would be pretty amazing. Yeah. 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 Rome would be pretty amazing to. Honestly, to though. You say that, and, and, and yet I, I'm trying to think of, like, one that I would think. I mean, maybe some of the Winter Olympics wouldn't interest me very much, some of their locations. But the Summer Olympics, other than, you know, to be honest, the one that interests me the least would be, like, Los Angeles. <laughs> well, yeah, the, because we live in the greater L.A. area. Yeah, you know, it's like, okay, I can go visit Los Angeles, you know, on a whim. Uh, so that, to me, is the least interesting. But, um, uh, yeah, Rome, uh, you know, we did Rio not that long ago, London, um, 
Uh, Beijing wouldn't interest me very much because I, I, a place that I don't want to visit because of the population density. Right. I wouldn't have minded visiting there while I was there. I probably either going in or coming out, probably coming out because going in, I'd be focused on whatever I was going to be going there to do. But coming out, I would maybe try to set up a trip to go see the Great Wall of China and maybe the, the Emperor's Palace, you know, just to see some of the historical sites that are there. Because, again, you know, I don't like the government, but um, but the the history and the people is, you know, the, their history is rich and there's, you know, amazing sites and things to see there. You know, the culture that developed there, you know, very much independently of the West uh, is um, real interesting to me. So, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Australia has hosted, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, in Sydney. Uh, you know, any of those places to me would be just cool places to go visit. Yeah, Sydney would be amazing. Yeah, and even the Winter Olympics. Like, I would, going to Innsbruck, mm-hmm. going to, um, uh, where in, I'm trying to think, there was like a 90s Olympics that was in France somewhere that, that sounded amazing. Um, I don't remember exactly where in France they were. Um going to um even lake placid would be interesting i've never been to lake placid um you know yeah so i wonder if the olympics will happen this year yeah it's supposed to be in tokyo right and it got postponed by a year to see um because of covid because of covid to see yeah see if we can get healthier and happier and stuff so um, I, I pulled up a uh, a uh, list of them. So let's see. So we had uh, Beijing was 2008. 2010, Vancouver hosted the Winter Olympics. Then 2012 was London. Then 2014 was Sochi. Then uh, that was winter. Then um, Rio de Janeiro. Then South Korea was 2018. Tokyo is the 2020-2021s. And then the Winter Olympics are supposed to go to Beijing in 2022. Oh. So, so Beijing the, gets it twice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was 2008. So, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, they were back-to-back or anything. Uh, 2024, Paris. That would be a good one. That would be a good one. Yeah. And then the winter ones will be in Milan in 2026. 2028, Los Angeles. Woohoo! And that's been, you know, since 1984. That's yeah. why the, the two Beijing being so close together, you know, yeah. is, is, it's like, really? You yeah. Know, I wonder how much, because you, you know that there is, there is haggling going on and money changing hands to, to pick this. I don't believe for mm-hmm. a second that there's not. Yeah, well, it's been you notoriously know. kind of a crooked deal to get the Olympics. Um, we got to play the game. If you scan through here, though, you'll see the United States pops up. I mean, we had Atlanta and Salt Lake City, and since 1984, we've had Los, Los Angeles was 84, and that was the Olympics that a big chunk of the communist bloc didn't come to. That's right, because uh, we had boycotted 1980, which was in Moscow. Right, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, as a as a you know get back thing they they kept out most of the communist countries so we had we had uh, los angeles in 84 we had atlanta in 96 we had salt lake city for the winter in 2002 uh and then we'll have 2028 
So. Cool. I like watching the Olympics, not all the sports, um, but you know, watching mm-hmm. watching the runners, which you know they glide over uh, over the the track uh-huh. or the hurdles or whatever, like like they're not even there. Yeah. And it just it blows my mind. Yeah, I um I enjoy the runners a lot. I enjoy uh, in the winter. Strangely enough, I find I I'm very drawn to curling. I don't know why, but I enjoy curling. That's uh, cool. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, maybe you should move to Canada. I, I got no excuse, no explanation for it. I just I enjoy watching the curling, um, you know, um, and it's really hard to find on during the summer. But uh, I like watching some of those off sports sometimes or the, the less popular ones. They have a thing called team handball and it's played like on a hockey rink indoors with uh, a ball that's slightly smaller than a soccer ball. And they you throw it. And so it's almost like soccer, but you use your hands. It's so, weird. It's not handball like t- it's not like yeah, no, no brooms. And it's not like um it's not like uh you know, handball like, you know, we play handball here with two people bouncing a ball against a wall. It's it's a team passing the ball back and forth and throwing it into a net that looks like a hockey net. Are they on on in wearing wearing tennis shoes or are they is yeah. it on ice? Is no, it No, wearing tennis shoes. It's a summer sport. Oh, okay. Okay. And they're on a court. Yeah. Yeah, a court that's roughly the size of a hockey rink. Yeah, it may be a hockey rink, like under. Very, very possible. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Yes, handball I... is a team sport in which two teams of seven players each, six on court and a goalkeeper, pass the ball using their hands with the aim of throwing it into the goal of the other team. It's like water polo without the water. It is. It's like water polo. It's like basketball, except instead of throwing it through a hoop, you're throwing it into a, a you know, a hockey net. Interesting. Um, yeah, the the court is forty by twenty meters, which is one hundred and thirty three by sixty feet, sixty six feet. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Well, I of course like watching gymnastics and figure skating. Although, um, you know, I uh, uh, I like the ice. I like all of the figure skating. My mom used to be really into it. Yeah. She knew all of the participants. I just like watching the pretty people dance on ice or whatever. Yeah. See, and I, that's the one that least interests me. The figure skating and the ice dancing. I mean, it's it's pretty, but I don't. I don't uh, you know, I can watch five minutes, five or six minutes of, or just hang out and watch the medal round, and then I'm good. Yeah. And I like watching the the gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Simone Biles, you know, was amazing uh, Mm -hmm. the last time around. Yeah, the gymnastics is always interesting. And we've had some really great teams recently, too, which is easy to get behind. And, you know, being a basketball fan, I generally like watching the basketball, too. And the U.S. team is always pretty strong there. Um, So I really like rhythmic gymnastics. And that's something that the Russians absolutely dominate. Um, Yeah. uh, The U.S. Uh, generally doesn't do as well in rhythmic mm-hmm. gymnastics, and, but it's beautiful right. to watch. I mean, these women are like rubber bands. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting too because they have they they work with you know ribbons and hoops and things like that. So it's it's there's an art, art artistry to it that you don't see you know in, you don't see in the regular gymnastics. It's 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 much more artistic and flowy. Yes. You know. Yes. And of course, I watch swimming and water polo because you know swimming and water polo. Swimming and water polo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, hey, by the way, um, other thing about the the uh, I, I wanted to mention about the team handball, twenty meters in front of the goal, 
sort of like a three-point line around the goal, you're not allowed to go into that. So you have to shoot from at least 20 meters out. Oh, and a lot of times they like wow. dive, they, their feet leave the ground outside that zone and they're flying through the air as they try to throw the ball in. So, um, uh, that's kind of crazy. Yes. The only person inside the 20 meter zone is the goalkeeper. And so that's, that's interesting a- aspect to it too, is there's a lot of this sort of like flying through the air, chucking the ball while you're in the air type of thing. So, and the Americans suck at it. I mean, we, we have, I don't know that we've even qualified a team, uh, <laughs> in, in the last couple of Olympics, but, uh, it's like the Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just not big here. And I don't know why, because it, it looks to me like it's very similar to basketball. If we convince a few of our basketball players to go out and do this, they'd probably be good at it. Except that height's not a big deal because the uh, the hoop is, you know, there's not a hoop up in the air. It's it's just a goal. It's down on the ground. So anyway, enough of team handball. But yeah, the Olympics are fun. <laughs> we talk about the most random stuff. We do, you know, team handball and, uh, you know, well, we always got to talk about food. Food. Uh, <laughs> So I did I tell you I tried a new sandwich place? Well, it's not new. It's it's um, new to you. Uh, the um, Old Town Baking Company. Did I talk about that? You did somewhere. I don't know whether it was here or on the radio show, but you talked about because uh-huh. we talked about the, the 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 really good fresh bread making a good sandwich. Yes. Oh yes. That's, that's, that's what, right. That's what sells Panera Bread is like. I you know I don't want to have to go in and stand in line and you know the, everything about Panera Bread is unappealing to me except the fact that there's fresh bread that's delicious. You yes. Know? And I know a lot of the sandwich places do that too. They bake their own bread, you know. I mean, Subway breaks their own bread, and I don't like Subway's uh, as a as a no. rule of thumb very much at all. Um, I think I've mentioned it. It seems like about seventy percent of the time, the uh, it, I get the taste of soap in my sandwich because they Ew! keep their they keep their their knives and their spreaders and stuff sitting in a, in like soapy water in order to keep it clean, and I get the taste of that disinfectant or whatever in my sandwich they don't wipe it off properly or whatever i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it i won't go there and it's happened to me at more than one subway on more than one occasion and it's just yeah so i avoid subways i'll go to other sandwich places i'll drive further to find a a different sandwich place even if i'm just getting a basic sandwich i just don't you know i don't like their process very well wow call me crazy wow (laughs) soap is is yeah 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 Ugh, God, that's terrible. That makes the whole thing inedible. Just, yeah, n- yeah. not nice. Yeah, ruins I just don't the experience. Like their bread at all. I think their bread tastes like styrofoam. Yeah. So I, uh, I like, um, I'll get their wraps because, you know, they haven't messed up their tortillas, but I, um, uh, I, I don't like their bread at all. And I remember when they, they used to say, you know, that was how they marketed was their awesome bread, but their bread is not awesome. It's nasty. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and you, you, when I go there, I never get there. Just, they call it, I think they just call it, um, Italian bread or, but it's just white bread. I never get the plain bread. I always get the bread that has something encrusted on it. So at least it has a little bit of flavor and a little bit of crunch, but, um, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I, it's, it's when the, the times that I have been there, I too often get something that tastes soapy and I don't like the bread and, so, and there's so many other sandwich shops out there that you can pick from that why on earth would you pick something that has let you down multiple times and and, and pr- provides a substandard product? Yes. You know? It's like, exactly. okay. And there's more Subways on the earth than there are McDonald's. They are the number one franchise chain on the planet, which is um, shocking to hear. But, uh, yeah, I 
I just my preferences go other places and, and you can go to a Jimmy John's or a, or a Firehouse Subs or a, I mean you know <laughs> lots just, of places to get a sandwich yeah it's 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 not like a sandwich is is such a unique and hard to find item that you've got to go to Subway for it um, so I so. have a great fruit food related story apparently a Kentucky mayor um, uh, was drinking and she was uh, she fell asleep in a drive-thru at White Castle and then crashed her Cadillac into a utility pole. Oh well, I was, it was funny up until she crashed her Cadillac. But <laughs> yeah, sorry she lost her Cadillac or crashed her Cadillac. Hopefully she and nobody else was injured. But uh, huh? She's the mayor of of uh, of Shively, which is I guess it's a Louisville a Louisville suburb, and she was charged with driving under the influence. Um, police smelled the alcohol on her, so it was strong enough. Like, it wasn't just slightly over. I didn't eat enough when I had my beer or my wine at, at dinner. Mm-hmm. Obviously not, because she was in a drive-thru that she fell asleep in. But they they, they smelled the alcohol on her when she, when they spoke to her. Um, she, I drank a she, bottle of vodka and decided I needed some food, so I went through the drive-thru. Right, because Grubhub <laughs> apparently doesn't work in, in Shively, which I yeah. find uh, hard to believe. She refused a blood test, blood, blood test and she failed... Uh, multiple field sobriety tests she's um <laughs> she hit the pole she says because her accelerator got stuck and she was trying to avoid hitting other vehicles sure well her i'm glad she didn't hit other vehicles but holy well, yes moly. but her accelerator probably got stuck under her foot probably <laughs> because her brain short-circuited and forgot to lift off of it because she was <laughs> drunk she'd been asleep in the drive-thru people were like knocking on her window to wake her up <laughs> and she woke up hit the hit the gas and crashed into a pole yes yes lovely <laughs> oh. so she hit a well i'm reading on she uh rear-ended a truck causing it to hit the vehicle in front of it before hitting the pole on her way out of the parking lot hmm. so she told police she had two apple martinis but she didn't injected intravenously yeah right right (laughs) yeah no i mean you know somebody getting drunk and driving i guess is not fodder for for fun but it it seems nobody was hurt and and it seems ridiculous that that that, what's funny is her trying to explain her way out of that yes like really (laughs) yes she's clearly got a problem and i don't mean to make light of drink drunk driving um Drunk driving is very serious. People die from it. There was a uh, a crash in San Bernardino, I think, on Monday um, at uh, at Kendall and um, uh, and University that took the life of a of a father of four, I think. Yeah, um, that's, and, I mean, and that's 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 no joke. It's no joke. And I yeah, I, I, no, there's horror stories it, around drunk driving. I mean, it, it yes. really is. It's it's a sad I, I thing. Just, it is. It's sad. And I, I, I was laughing because this woman is such an idiot. Right. Right. And I got that. But we do need to explain that to people that we're not laughing at, at the, the drunk driving in, in and of itself because we recognize that's a serious and, 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 and uh, you know, it's a problem. And, and you, I mean, whether it's the, oh, my gosh, I drank too much one time and got behind the wheel or whether it's I have a drinking problem, it doesn't matter. You don't get behind the wheel. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, if you want to, you want to drink, you're an adult, you have the right to choose to do that, but you don't have the right to endanger the rest of us 
by you know operating a lethal weapon which is what a car is when you're drunk and piloting it down the road so well we turn that funny story into uh downer yeah so uh three of four living former presidents um they've said that they're going to get vaccinated publicly so that they can prove that it's safe so it's jimmy carter um freddie ford who was hang on uh, oh, they're waiting to hear back from Jimmy Carter. Um, but the, the the three former living presidents are uh, Clinton, Obama, and uh, W. George W. Bush. Yeah, there's no Ford living anymore. No, well, no, no, no. That's why I said Freddie Ford, 96 year old. They're still waiting to hear back from Jimmy Carter. Freddie Ford, who was George W. Bush's um, chief of staff, says the Republican right. reached out uh, to Fauci and other coronavirus uh, response coordinators weeks ago to let them know that they he wants to do what he can to get help people to encourage encourage people to get them vaccinated right cool yes and, well and president ford like gerald ford has been dead a long time right um but uh, bush and clinton are both 74 which kind of blows my mind that they're 74 mm -hmm. uh, bush and clinton are both 74 barack obama is 59 and um and jimmy yeah, carter is a thousand and five yeah, I think he's 95. Jimmy Carter, I think, yeah. is 95. Um, and so, you know, they're they're hopefully going to make that happen. So. Yeah, well, that's that's I think yeah, good for them to to you know go do it publicly, and they should not do it all at once. They should do it you know spread it out over a couple of days, so that uh, you know it stays in the news that hey look these guys are elderly gentlemen who are high risk who are saying this is something we need to do. Yes. So apparently, you know that monolith in Utah? Yeah. So there's now one atop a pine mountain in Atascadero, California. Is it the same one? They took the one down in Utah. It might be. This 10 foot, it's 10 feet tall, steel obelisk. Uh-huh. So, um, oh, this one does not be, this one apparently does not appear to be planted in the ground, um, that it could more easily be knocked over, um. This is the first, they're calling it a copycat uh, uh, of, of one that appeared in Romania. Um, so I, I think. Yeah, it looks different. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm looking at the Utah one. Never mind. The picture that I'm seeing is the one from Utah. So these are appearing all over the place. They're like yeah. crop Yeah, so there's copycats everywhere. Let's go build a monolith. We're bored. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the, the, the ending meme for 2020. There's a monolith in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tempted to. I'm tempted to build a monolith in my yard just so that I can, you know, uh, put pictures of it online. What if they're Transformers? And, and <laughs> they're Decepticons and they're about to take over the Earth. Let them have it. At this point, it's like, you know, yeah. yeah, you want this? It's yours. Yeah. So anyway, those are, it's obviously, it's, it's, it's an art installation. Somebody is, yeah. you know, somebody's. Well, and up. if it's, if it's a copycat, it's a copy of an art installation. So it's like not even. Exactly. 
unique and different at this point. Now it's just giving people something to talk about. So, yeah. Hey, did you did you hear about the um, alignment? I think it's Saturn and um, Uranus that are going to be lined up in such a way that it's going to look like a Christmas cross, and it's like the first time that this has happened in um, like 800 years. Have you heard about that? No. No. Yeah, I usually so, hear about. Well, I heard about something about an alignment that they said that that this possibly could have been uh, what people in the Bible were referring to as the star um, that uh, ha- hailed the arrival of Jesus. So it's actually yeah, it's Jupiter and Saturn. So not Uranus. Okay. It's Jupiter and Saturn. Which makes sense well, because align- I don't think Uranus is visible with the naked eye. Well, okay. So I'm not an astronomer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, uh, but yeah, it's Jupiter, Jupiter, Juniper, and Saturn. Just kidding. Juniper Jupiter and, and Mulberry. <laughs> and so apparently, um, on December twenty-first, which is the December solstice, Jupiter and Saturn will align so closely in the night sky that they'll almost appear to collide from our vantage point here on Earth, and creating a radiant point of light. And um, this this is often referred to as the Star of Bethlehem or the Christmas Star. Um, you'd have to go all the way back to just before dawn on March 4th, 1226 to see a closer alignment between objects visible in the night sky. Hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, um, this is a quote from a, an astronomer right from Rice University. Alignments between these two planets are rather rare, occurring once every 20 years or so, but the conjunction is, this conjunction is exceptionally rare because of how close the planets will appear to be to one another. Um, and so, uh, the event sometimes referred to as the great conjunction occurs roughly every 19 to 20 years, but this is the closest the planets will line up since the middle ages. Um, Saturn will be 10 AU astronomical units, whatever those are from earth. And that, that's a measure be, of brightness. Oh, okay. And Jupiter will be five AU away, mm-hmm. uh, but they will appear to be less oh, than I'm the sorry. diameter. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. An astronomical unit is the distance from the Earth to the Sun. So it's how many multiples of the distance of the Earth to the Sun. Oh! So you to catch a glimpse of this phenomenon, you have to have a clear view to the southwest about 45 minutes after sunset. And functioning um, eyes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, in, on December 21st. Cool. I'll put it on my calendar. So... Um, long, you can watch the conjunction as long as you don't have conjunctivitis. But I do So, yeah. I stuff mean, happening in the sky. Yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy reading about and hearing this stuff. So I had peripherally heard of this. Um, I think I'd seen a headline, but I hadn't really read about it. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to see, uh, you know, these alignments. I mean, you know, it's from our vantage point, things line up in certain sequences at different times and you know this is going to be a kind of an interesting one so it'll be worth worth going and seeing um you know or at least trying to see if you've got clear skies you know it's the kind of thing where you know if you if you happen to be up at night and and the skies are clear go out and look you don't it's it you know you don't need anything special but if you've got a uh a good zoom lens or a, a pair of binoculars you can see it probably better and obviously a, a telescope makes it even easier to see so uh Cool. cool. I'll, I will. I it's on my calendar now, so I will go. Um, I'll go take a look. I'll report back on the twenty second what I saw. Awesome. Take some pictures. 
So I may, I, you know, I've got, got a big, some great lenses. Take some pictures. Yeah. I got some big honking lenses. Um, you know, I've often thought about too, it might be fun to do some, um, some, uh, astrophotography and you can get an adapter so you can attach your camera if you have a uh, interchangeable lens camera you can attach it to the telescope so that you can then get a picture of what is what you would see through the telescope and you get some really amazing shots that's Um, so cool you know and all it is is a telescope and an adapter and you can pick up a, a decent i mean i should say decent you can pick up a functioning telescope for you know one or two hundred dollars and i mean it's not just a toy and, uh, and then an adapter for another, you know, 50 or hundred dollars. So for a few hundred bucks, you can have, uh, a pretty nice setup to take some really, really long range photos or some, you know, night sky photos, uh, in an interesting way. So I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to invest the money, but, uh, but that said, I've got a decent lens that I can stick on a tripod and take a picture. You definitely need a tripod though. Yeah. You don't want to try to handhold pictures of the sky. So, so yeah, that'd be very cool. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, I've got some some uh, eclipses and things, so maybe I'll uh, uh, add some star alignments to it. We'll see how that works. I have to do a little reading about what's the right way to approach that with the gear that I've got. But because uh, I haven't haven't done stars, you know, you got to get the get the camera set up just right to get the stars. So, yeah, anyhow, um, other stuff going on in the world today. Good thing there's nothing political going on. <laughs> it's all, you know, there's, I, I look at the political pages because I'm thinking maybe we should talk about some of it, but it's all the same stuff. I, the election, you know, like Trump is saying there's fraud, but even Bill Barr has come out and said there's not substantial fraud to yeah. have to overturn any of the elections the lawsuits continue i just want this to be over yeah yeah i think that's where most of the country is at this point it's like just just stop just we're done let's get on yeah. with things you know? mr trump you lost yeah and i'm sorry that you lost i you know i'm sorry for you personally because it's always hard to lose and but you lost suck it yeah. up and you know and start and start working on the transition yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. The um, the the prior to the election, there was talk and there's always talk about like, well, why do we have the uh, the um, uh, electors gather and why do we have to do? You know? But you also think, why does it take so dang long? The elections, the first Tuesday in November and we don't actually do anything. It used to be March. Now it's they moved it up to January. And I'm thinking. Man, after the election, the next guy should be in within 30 days. Why is it taking so long? They could do a transition quicker than this. Actually, you know? I think it's, I think it's, I think January 20th is in the, I mean, that the transition in January has been a, been for a while for. Um, it has. It, it was, but, it was a change in the constitution. It was originally back, in, they originally did it in March. And I understand that when you had to, you know, pack the wagon and hitch up the horses to get there. Um, right. <laughs> You know, we haven't been that way in a while. And yeah, you know, I think it was back in the 60s. They moved it to um, to January and it was like, okay, that made sense, I guess. But even then it was like they had jet airplanes then. Why? Why are we taking so long? Well, because there's transition things that need to happen. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I realize that you can't have the election on Tuesday and have the the new president move in on Wednesday. I get that. But he's got to be brought up to speed. Multiple months seems excessive to me, but okay. 
I just want it to be, you know, it never bothered me before, but now it's like, I just want it to be over. And I want CNN, CNN every single day has an orange man bad article at least once. And it's comes into my feed and I'm like, CNN, can you stop? Can you stop? Can you be positive and just stop with the negativity for like, give it, a, give me two days, you know? Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. It, it just, well, it, you know, all of them. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it, it's just all of the news people. Take, yes. a, take, take a few months off. Nobody will miss you. <laughs> Guaranteed. Nobody will miss Nobody you. will miss you. If you're a political reporter, just take off the rest of the year. We're good. <laughs> you can tell me news about, uh, you know, Tim Apple or, or sports ball or, um, uh, you know, tell me what the Kardashians are doing. I haven't heard that in a while. And my God, I never <laughs> thought that would come out of my mouth. <laughs> There's got to be something else to talk about besides politics at this point. You know, yeah, please, and, please, and, please. And the death toll from this pandemic. COVID, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some reality shows are fake. No. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. You know, we focus on the word reality, and what we really should focus on is the word television, because yeah. everything on television is fake. Yeah, or just say unscripted. They're unscripted shows. They're set yes. up. They're completely set up. But they're unscripted. They don't write down what they're going to do. It's all free form. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. Anyway, yeah. well, yeah, I, I wish I really I, I wish they would say that. I wish they would just start using the term unscripted shows instead of reality shows because there's nothing real about any of these stupid shows. Nope. I mean, even the ones that I kind of like, you know, are, are so obviously, you know, set up every little um, uh, aspect of it is, is you know, pre-planned. And you, you stick Bumpkin Joe out in the, out in the uh, woods naked, um, you know. <laughs> and, those shows and, are kind of terrifying. I know you and Tobin love them, but those Naked and Afraid and Survivor and all, yeah. the, you know, all of that stuff. Even Fear Factor. Yeah. Oh, Fear Factor, I hated. I just, you know, it's like, hey, here, eat these giant moose testicles. You know, I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like it's like middle school on television. Yeah. I dare you. I double dog dare you. <laughs> You're like, what? What are these people doing? And why? <laughs> is so, money real and money and, and being on television is worth that? I don't think so. <laughs> Name me one contestant from Fear Factor. I no can't do it. None. No, <laughs> nobody got famous from that show except Joe Rogan. Yes, well, and now he's got I think the number one podcast in America, right? Yeah, yeah, and he just sold his show to Spotify for a bajillion dollars, uh, you know, and so now he works for somebody else, and Spotify has exclusive rights to it. So, so with that. We are at the end of our podcast for today. <laughs> the end of that happy news. We'll call it a day. Please watch us again. Uh, well, actually, don't watch us because you can't see us. Just listen to us. Listen in. We appreciate anybody who's listening. Anybody out there? Hello. <laughs> Thanks so well, much. I'm, I'm, I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We will 
talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.